Welcome back to the deep, dark cells underneath the Sausage Hut for yet another Game of Thrones rehash. I'm yours, truly Johnny Kielbasa, the first of his name, and still shaking off the cold from this very cold, very cold episode. And joining me is Kowski. How's it going, Kowski? Mastrovia, Johnny. Uh, I've been a little under the weather, so my voice might be slightly more nasally than normal. <laughs> it's a nasally that we all know and love. Let's get right into the Game of Thrones Minute. This is Lancel Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbossa. And now on the so Mark Aram Podcast. Show, it's time for the Game of Thrones or two Minute or three minutes. with Johnny Kilbossa and Kowski. All right, the penultimate episode of the penultimate season on the penultimate night before the eclipse that will end the earth as we know it. Season 7, episode 6 of Game of Thrones. Death is the enemy. Nobody's waiting around for it any longer. Shame. Completely unrehearsed. unrehearsed. Shame. <gasps> Shame. In Dragonstone, the map scrolls north. Meanwhile, in the true north, the Fellowship of the Ring trudges forth. Down south, the air smells like pig shit. Smart people don't come up here looking for the dead. Thormund is a deep man. Gendry wanted to be a brother without borders, but he works it out with Beric Dondarrion and Thor Samir. This one's been killed six times. You don't hear him bitching about it. Jorah and John get to know each other. Your dad was a great man, Jorah. Oh, my dad wanted to kill you. John tries to return Longclaw, but Jorah says no. I changed the pommel from a bear to a wolf, but it's still Longclaw. Meanwhile, in Winterfell, Arya and Sansa watch the snow, and Arya accuses Sansa of helping to kill Ned. Meanwhile, in the true north, the Hound and Thormond get to know each other. The Hound hates Ginger. His barrack proselytizes to John. Death is the enemy. The enemy always wins, but we must fight on. And we are the shields of the guards, the realms, and men, or whatever they said there. The Hound sees Arrowhead Mountain, and off they go. Meanwhile, in Dragonstone, Danny and Tyrion chill in the map room. He's a little too little for me. Ha! Tyrion is still bitter about the Tarly burning. Danny's not interested in contingency planning. Meanwhile, in the true north, more snow. Form a circle. Here comes the dead. Oh, here comes a dead bear, and it gets Thor Samir. Because the Hound couldn't get near the fire, Meanwhile, in Winterfell, Sansa and Littlefinger cringe over old postcards. Sansa doesn't know Arya anymore. Littlefinger suggests some Brienne of Tarth therapy. Meanwhile, in the true north, Thoros and Jorah reminisce about running through flames. Finally, they spot the dead like Frodo and Sam and Sir Smeagol, White Walker. It's on. Longclaw kills them all except one. They capture one, and it screeches, and it bites a hound, and oh no, they're on ice, literally and figuratively, and the dead are coming, and in the drink they go. The boys are on the island. Gendry makes it, Gendry makes it to the wall. The boys are literally on an island with a dead white. See a Thor, Samir. Oh wait, let's kill the Night King. Meanwhile, in Winterfell, Sansa's invited to King's Landing, and she'll send Brienne to the party instead. Brienne brings up Oast again, and Brienne heads south. Meanwhile, Dragonstone, Danny has her Jedi flight suit on, and she's heading north. Meanwhile, back on Fantasy Island, the Hound chucks some rocks and pisses one of the dead off, and they attack. But Danny saves the day. The boys get on Drogon, and here comes the Night King, and he, and he spears Rhaegal, and Jon squares off of the Night King and gets tackled into the water. Is he dead? Oh, wait. No. Oh, he makes it out after a long two count. Here comes Uncle Benjamin. He gives Jon his horse and takes on the dead with his incense burner, and now his watch has ended. See you, Benjamin. 
Captain Stark. Meanwhile, on East Watch, the boat wants to leave, but John makes it back just in time, and Danny sees a scars and he's she knows. Meanwhile, in Winterfell, Sansa breaks into Arya's room and finds her mask, and Arya busts her and wants to play the game of faces and grabs her dagger and gives it Sansa and leaves. Hmm. Meanwhile, on an express broke the Dragonstone, John makes make wakes up and apologizes. Danny was glad to have saw it and vows to destroy the Night King. And John calls Danny his queen. Is he proposing or bending the knee? Wait. Meanwhile, in the frozen pond, the dead have changed and they drag Rhaegon out of the pond. And we have an ice dragon. Shame. 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 Okay, Kowski. It was a long episode, but it mainly took place in just uh, mainly two spots with a little bit of a third. What do you think, bruh? Yeah, well, as customary for the Game of Thrones penultimate episode, we get a major battle scene here. And uh, we kind of start north of the wall, but I think rather than jumping back and forth, it'd probably just be best to get Winterfell out of the way. And then we can focus on where the real action's at north of the wall. Sounds good to me. To Winterfell we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Ari and Sansa are talking up on one of the uh, platforms about uh, an arrow story. And basically, Arya confronts Sansa with the letter that she found last episode, basically, which was Sansa telling. Uh, telling Rob that he should come bend the knee to Cersei. So Arya's confronting her and she's pissed. Yeah. And I, you know, this was like a, the heel turn as far I, I think, I mean, Arya seems justified, but at the same time I was feeling like, really Arya, why can't, you know, you're really going to bring this stuff up. I don't know what, you know, ugh. It was hard to see her because I, I want to like her, but she was kind of making me not like her there for a minute. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that this whole thing is maybe a bit of a swerve because um, to me, I don't know that this makes a ton of sense because we've got Bran, the guy that can see everything, who's nowhere to be found this episode. Yeah, that's right. And he knows he knows exactly what's going on. He knows Littlefinger is a piece of crap. And for some reason or another, uh, that isn't being brought into the picture. So the fact that these two are kind of fighting seems odd to me. So I'm kind of hoping that there's some kind of swerve coming here and they're not really at each other's throats. But um, I don't know. I, I'm just, yeah, this doesn't seem like these two should be this pissed at each other right now. You're right. It's like all of a sudden Arya's showed up, she shows up and she's jealous younger sister. But I I'm... <laughs> They, and it's funny, they both make valid points about whatever they start talking about. It's like, Arya, okay, you know, it's like, can't you realize that she was pretty much forced to write that thing? Right. The, right. right the, oh, by the, the way, way, Little... Oh, and by the way, Littlefinger left it behind for you to find. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just, you know, like, oh, because, you know, he would never do anything shady. <laughs> and then Ar Arya calls out... Sansa, like, yeah, you were there. I was there when Dad got his head chopped off and you just stood there and watched. Oh. Yeah, uh, so did you. So <laughs> what do you, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? That's crazy. I mean, that's, that was, you know, that, that took me back to season one, which was really, I mean, I think up until that point it was still 
just another it wasn't a it wasn't a legendary show at that point you know game of thrones it was a really good show and you know it was the end of the first season but it wasn't like nothing was that screwed up and then all of a sudden ned gets his head chopped off and it's like wait a second we're dealing with this is a whole different ball game that we're dealing with here yeah totally totally and you flash back I, in, I in mean, the crowd, Sansa and Arya, and they're just reckoning it for the first time since it happened, you know? Yeah, and I think um, it's just, uh, you know, that was just such a mind-blowing event, and it was just, uh, you're right, it just totally changed the game. And up until he actually got his head chopped off, I was waiting for him to get out of it me too exactly (laughs) until until his head came off (laughs) and even after the fact like because they didn't really show it i'm like wait what really really but um anyway yeah so i guess uh that was the last time they really saw each other until the last week or two yeah which is hard to believe you know and i I wonder how long it's how long has it been in this timeline and I mean, I guess you could just go by the timeline that we have, and that was six yeah. or seven years ago. A few years at least. Yeah. <clears throat> Even though they've aged seven years so, or whatever, yeah. <laughs> so then Santa's talking to Littlefinger about the letter, and she's all nervous that it's going to make her look bad, and uh, she's kind of worried that the Northern Lords might find out about this, and, um, you know, otherwise... They were very fickle, you know. It's kind of weird because at one point we're talking about Sansa's talking about how loyal the Northern Lords are. Oh, yeah, do you? Uh, I think she said to Davos a season or two ago, like, "Oh, are you familiar with the North? Oh, my father always used to say that Northern Lords are more loyal. Well, you know what? I got to be honest with you; these guys don't seem too loyal to me. Have you? Yeah, <laughs> like they're pretty fickle. They seem like they're just pissed at John constantly. They're ready to give up on him, ready to go over to Brienne. Now she's all worried about them getting uh, nervous over this letter that was, you know, written at the, you know, edge of a knife. But um, not to pick too many plot holes in that. But, you know, that's just uh, this whole thing is just kind of doesn't make perfect sense to me. Yeah. it and it, I, I was actually kind of I was thinking that it was actually. Well, I guess so it turns out that that was the raven that they were actually looking for in the was that actually the raven that littlefinger was looking for because i was under the impression up until then that littlefinger had actually had them look for a different raven and that raven and he kept the one he wanted and hid that one as a you know as a trap but i guess i was wrong because sansa kind of said like oh that's the that was the one i was looking for and she found it how the hell did she find it Am I wrong on that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it's hard to say, but I guess judging by the menacing look from Littlefinger in the distance, shocker, at la- <laughs> from the last episode when he's yeah. just kind of like, he's Arya come out of his room and looks on like menacingly, like things are going completely according to my plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of taking it as that's what he wanted her to find, whether or not he knows exactly what he found, what she found, but maybe, you know, uh, I don't know. Okay. You know how he is. Yeah. He's looking on at a distance. (laughs) He totally is. I think it'd be funny if people were to, 
start editing Littlefinger glaring. Like if you could just pick a, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but just any movie scene where it would just be the worst thing ever to have Littlefinger like spliced into it, leering in the distance. I don't, I'm going to try to think of one that's funny sometimes. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely got to be a good, a good one for that. And honestly, just a montage of, little singer looking on in the distance yeah. menacingly i think would i guess i would just settle for that but if you want to edit some clips in like like when they do with the sniper shots of people wiping out and like someone wiping out and then uh you know going back to the sniper shots but yeah. i don't know exactly how you do it but i like where you're going with that well, okay we'll work on that in the off season <laughs> the long off season that awaits us after next week <laughs> Okay, so things are getting thick between Arya and so Arya, or so Santa kind of complains to Littlefinger, and then she yeah, and then she said maybe Brienne can help. Mm-hmm. So Sansa got invited to King King's Landing, but she's sending Brienne. Yes, I'm not sure exactly why she's so anxious to get uh, rid of Brienne, but maybe that's uh, kind of part of the swerve here that I'm hoping for that. Maybe there's a little more to what's going on here than we understand. Or Sansa wants Brienne out of the way because she knows she'll protect Arya under oath, and then that way... Yeah. But when she should uh, really be thinking that Brienne would protect her from Arya. Not the other way very around. Very good point. Maybe that's what... Uh, maybe, you know... Maybe that's what she's thinking, or maybe that's what she's making little finger think so i don't know i guess we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see because for the love of god brand step in yeah like oh you you could you could he could have shed a lot of light on this but they're gonna just (laughs) hash it out and leave uh, out by the tree glowering yeah he's just rolling So she sends off Brienne, and then a little later on, she's rummaging through Arya's room. Yep. And then finds her coat bag, her gym bag, with all the faces in it. (laughs) And it looked like, you know, it's funny because at first I thought she was in Littlefinger's room because it looked almost like the same freaking room, which I guess really probably the rooms in Winterfell are all similar. Yeah, they might have even done that by design, too, but. Shot it in the same room. Or made it look kind of like tried to confuse you for a second. Yeah, and that, that I but until I saw the Ed Sheeran poster on the wall, that that's what really gave it away. That was that that was Arya's room. So, uh, so anyway, she finds the faces, and then Arya comes in and starts explaining just how evil and crazy she can be if you know she crosses paths with her. So, um, she tells her about the game of faces, but. Sansa doesn't want to play. Um, so Arya just kind of keeps uh, encroaching on her with the blade, the cat's paw dagger, and just kind of just give, scaring the life into her a little bit, I think. <clears throat> um, so, sorry, I'm <clears throat> bear with me here. Uh, yeah, so she's encroaching on Sansa and then eventually just hands a dagger to her. Yeah, that was good. I was thinking... I was thinking somebody's gonna die, either either she's gonna kill Sansa or somebody's gonna bust in the room and kill Arya. I was waiting for it, and I was like, very on edge in the scene. I thought some one of because I was I was just thinking this whole scene, this whole episode, like 
somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to die. Somebody's got to die. <laughs> and that was, I thought, I thought Arya was just going to, because that was totally a, a logical thing for her to come to. Oh, I could have your face and wear it around and everybody think I'd be you. How about that? I'll just carve it right off you right now. And there, because you know I'm a badass, and I could have kicked your ass back then when I when we were kids. I'll do it again. I'll cut your face off. <laughs> I thought those masks looked kind of weird too. That she just had them like sitting in her bag, like uh, you know, it looked, just looked like a Halloween mask or something. Totally, I was, it seemed a little more like magical at the time. <laughs> She's just like. <laughs> Oh, where'd you get this mask from? Is there a Halloween uh, ball coming up this year? Like, uh, no, I can put that on and assume people's identities. Uh, this one looks like Richard Nixon. I didn't. I don't know who's that supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, I think I've had enough of Winterfell because the real action is happening beyond the wall, as the episode would say. Yes, in the true north. Yeah. And th- so. this was some of the best. This was just a a cauldron of classic dialogue in these couple scenes that we start off with. I mean, classics. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, some of the interaction with the character <clears throat> some of the interaction with these characters was great. They they were it it was like you've and I I could just imagine them sitting I mean I'm assuming that George R. R. Martin had nothing to do with the scene or, or maybe I don't even know if he would put them there in the story but for for people who have been working on this show you know for years it just must have been just a treat to sit down with like you've got all these characters that have been developed for seven seasons and you get to just drop them all you know they're all interconnected but they haven't really talked much to each other and now you get to just plop them into one place where they're all in stuck together and just whatever they say was great Ugh. yeah and make and make references to all the things they've never talked to each other about right that we all know about crazy i mean i i wonder I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. It's, 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 uh, it's great. And I keep thinking about, I wonder how different the books will be, but I really don't, I don't care at this point at all, but it'll be almost fun to read or listen to once this is all over. I think once it's all over, or maybe I might not even wait until next season. I might go back and, and listen to all the books. I'm sure as hell I ain't going to read them. But have anyway. You, have you listened to it? Have you listened to the books? No, I've listened to, uh, just a couple, um, excerpts. And it sounded like they have this mm-hmm. old man reading it. I don't know who it was, but I think they have one dude reading them all. I'm not sure, though, but maybe they have characters. Because I think it's point of view mm-hmm. by chapter, right? Like, you know, it's not, uh, yeah. it's not a narrated think... story. Well, it's narrated by people, I guess, in their point of view. But, okay, here we go. Our boys <laughs> are... The, the, the Fellowship of the Ring is heading into the, uh, the Misty Mountains. <laughs> they had to go through the pass... And they could they had to turn back and they you know it would be funny if if they would have went into a, an ancient dwarven hall like Moria then I would have been sort of like oh really <laughs> uh, but Tor- totally yeah Tormund had some great lines right off the bat it's like I'm yeah, glad him be- and him and him and the Hound uh, are just a, a dynamic duo they they just mesh well together yeah. 
like I don't I don't mind I don't I don't have a thing against wildlings. I hate gingers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in the hounds saying down south the air smells like pig shit and John says, You haven't been to the south and he says, I've been to Winterfell and John's like, oh, that's the north. <laughs> that was great. And then Gendry's sitting there pissing and moaning and yeah. John just tells him to stop winging. Is that what he said? Is that the word winging? Whinging, 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 whinging. Which I don't know if it's a word or not. I'm sure. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's a word, but I just assume it could be the same as whining. But uh, coming from the hound, it sounds a lot cooler. Your what is he? What did he say? Your mouth is moving and you're complaining about stuff or something like that. you <laughs> I'm not whinging. <laughs> Your mouth is moving and you're complaining. You're whinging. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny that they all knew where they were heading. I didn't really know that they knew. I mean, I assumed they knew where they were heading, but so all of a sudden the hounds, like, where you had to go to the place in my vision, and John was just, I guess, okay with it. Yeah. And then John tries to give Longclaw to, to Jorah. Jorah wouldn't have it. I pretty much knew you. I, I was pretty sure that Jorah wasn't going to take it back. Yeah, it was an empty gesture. I'm sure John saw was like, this guy better not take this damn thing from me. Yeah. It was Valyrian ha- Steel. I'm the only guy that's killed a White Walker. Like, I kind of need this, but let me just uh, offer an empty gesture to this old man. He's never going to have any kids. Yeah. Not here, take it for <laughs> for your, it's been in your family that's about to die off here any day now. So <laughs> Here, have your sword back. Oh, you don't want it? Okay, okay, I'll put it back on. Huh? All right, all right, all right. No, 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 no. That's cool. Don't say I didn't offer. Yeah, another, another, you know, crazy conversation that you never thought you'd get to have. Freaking Jorah, Jorah and John, you know, they're related, but they've never been, they've never hung out together, but they, you know, he knew. Well, and if you weren't really paying attention, if you were like just a casual viewer and didn't watch these things five times like the rest of us, you wouldn't you wouldn't even really know that Jorah and uh, Tior Mormont were related, like just because there was no reason to even think they were related, unless you knew they were. Like, yeah, they never talked about it. They barely talked about each other. You know, they didn't. You know, they were on opposite sides of the world. They just had nothing to do with each other. So, you know, finally, some of those long-term plot lines are kind of starting to come together here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I also kind of liked here with the Hound and. <laughs> Another great part was when the Tormund was, was talking to the Hound about Brienne. And, you know, Tormund's yes. in love with Brienne. And meanwhile, the Hound's like, that girl kicked my ass and almost killed me, you know? Just like, uh, you know, talking about being kissed by fire. And uh, obviously, uh, the Hound and fire don't go too well together. But, uh, I don't know, it was just funny to see Tormund... Uh, yeah, that was great. That was great. <laughs> You're with Brienne? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I want to make babies with her. <laughs> They'll be monsters in the of the world. They'd rule the world. <laughs> well, I hope they get to do that. I hope they get to do that. But th- at this point, we don't know if these guys are ever going anywhere back near the wall or anywhere. Because they get attacked by a dead polar bear. Kaboom. 
That sucker gets yeah, a hold no. of Thoris Amir and rips him around a little bit, or a lot, I should say. And he wasn't going yeah, down without well, a fight. There's a there's a few a few of the jobbers go down here in this episode. <laughs> you know, we've got the fellowship, but then there's like I don't know, maybe three or four dudes that we don't even really get a good look at. Yeah, the expendables. And, uh, <laughs> I think that the bear takes out a jobber or two, and then man, I tell you what, I I do love the uh, the flaming swords that Thoros and Beric Dondarrion get to just bust out, just you know, run their hand up the sword, and then next thing you know, they got a flaming sword. So. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not sure how handy that comes in in like normal combat. <laughs> I would think you know just stabbing somebody would kind of be good enough, but right. you know here against the the Walking Dead seems the the flaming swords definitely come in much handier. Definitely, and yeah, I think with the la- what they um, they pulled that out when Beric Dondarrion and the Hound fought and. The Hound killed Beric Dondarrion in what season yeah. three or something like that. I don't know, but it's funny that it didn't work the way around because Thoris Amir brought him back from the dead, but but Beric Dondarrion couldn't bring. Oh, well, I'm skipping ahead a little bit. <laughs> I, I also like the the look on the Hound's face too when the flaming bear was like standing in front of him. Yeah. He was just kind of like, holy shit! Like a bear is bad enough, and a flaming bear is just not. Just not his cup of tea. So it stopped him in his uh, tracks. I don't know who stepped in there. Was that Barrick that stepped in and kind of took him down? But the hound kind of crapped his pants there for a I minute. I think, yeah, I think it was Jorah. I think Jorah got him, but yeah. it doesn't matter. So Thoris got badly mauled, 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 and uh, first thing he asks for naturally is his flask. <laughs> And uh, then they they use one of the flaming swords to cauterize his wound. That was that, that comes in handy. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, they were just like, oh, oh you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. And he's just like, no, no, no. Give me the flask. Give me the flask. So, uh, yeah. And then there's another nice moment here with uh, Thoros because I think last week he met um, Jorah when he was in the cell. Okay. Yeah, so the Hound and, and Tormund become a, they they could be a, the tag team champions of the world if they ever decided to go for it. Oh them. man, yeah, those guys. Are, yeah, Tormund and uh, the Hound that would make a great tag team. But um, so anyway, we were talking about Thor last week. We were kind of talking about Thoros and uh, Jorah because they saw each other in the prison and they were just like, uh, obviously they knew each other, but that's not really something that. <clears throat> has ever really been brought up on the show, but um, Jorah kind of makes mention of the fact here that he, he was there for the siege at Pike, which was like the end of the uh, rebellion from the um, Greyjoy Rebellion or whatever. So uh, he was just talking to Thoros about how he saw him like sieging Pike with a flaming sword and how he thought he was like the baddest dude he had ever seen. And, <laughs> Thoros was like, yeah, I don't even remember that. Like, <laughs> he thought I was the bravest. I was the drunkest man. Like <laughs> those guys had to tell me about it the next the next morning. So just another reason to love Thoros. Yeah, blind drunk. And I that was like sword. Yeah, that that and that was something that made me think that he wasn't going to die. You know, 
Like, I mean, that kind of made it sound like he was, I don't know, something special if he was heading through that. But he, I yeah. guess if he was just drunk if he, or just blaming. I was thinking they were just blaming it on being drunk, but really there was something special about him. But I guess he was just a man. I don't know. Yeah, apparently. So then uh, John Stone Foreman would kind of sneak up on a small group of uh, Walker, of uh, a Walker and some whites. So they're kind of they kind of seem isolated from the rest of the group. So they <laughs> they sneak up on them. Yeah, and that's the first time and, I've ever uh, seen that. Like, what the hell were they? What were they doing? What were they on their way doing? Like, oh guys, come on! I'm taking a small band of dead with me to go. Uh, I don't know. Look for food. I don't know what what, <laughs> what what. Why weren't they hanging out with the rest of the dead? Maybe they're yeah. the scouts. Maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, I guess. Let, yeah, let's just go with that. They're on a scouting mission to see <laughs> if there was any people around. That, that's the only thing that would make sense for me. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Sorry. Did, I, I don't want to waste time considering things I don't need to consider. I mean, if we want to pick plot holes. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I know. I'm, I know. You gotta, I'm glad you stopped me for that. Yeah. It's, that's like watching wrestling but, um, and going, oh, the, is this real? Uh, I think this is real, the wrestling. It would never happen. Come on. The ref, how can the ref not see that? So... Suspension of disbelief. Anyway, John, <laughs> anyway, so John Snell gets in his second fight with one of the White Walkers. And, uh, you know, I don't, I'm guessing these White Walkers, their swordplay is probably a little, uh, isn't probably very sharp because they don't, um, you know, one or two moves and they go down. But I guess they don't really have a lot of people to trade against because they just got these dead dudes all around them all the time. So, yeah. John takes one of the walkers out pretty easily, and then the whites just kind of fall. So apparently, if you create one of the whites, then or if you raise the whites from the dead, then um, you can't control them once you're dead. So most of them die except for one, and then they jump on him, and that's is going to be their hostage that they take back with them. And and then we wait, <laughs> or here comes the dead. Then the, then he gets the screech out, which I guess is the call of the the other dead. Like, oh wait, I'm in trouble, even though I'm dead. I'm dead. Hey, dead. I'm over here. And then here they come. The dead. So so everybody takes off. Next thing you know, they realize they're going to be surrounded, and they send Gendry back to East Watch to get a message to Danny. And he's running and running and running and he almost makes it to the wall and he, they come out and get him. And Davos is like, yep. what are they, laddie? <laughs> so, uh, then we cut back to our fellowship and we realize that Thoros is dead. So, uh, the hound realizes he's not going to let that flask go to waste, so he grabs his flask. And I'm not sure why they decided to, um, you know, obviously they needed, they needed to burn the body here, but I don't know that they really needed to pour any additional alcohol on Thoros because I figure <laughs> his, like, blood alcohol content is probably between, like, 0.2 and 0.3 anyway. So really the flaming sword, I think, would have just made him go up in flames. But You'd think. Uh, they wasted a little of the extra liquor from his flask and put him down. So 
seemed a little unnecessary for me, but what are you going to do? Right, right. They're still stuck on an island. It's ugh. so there's there's about yeah. there's a screw to screw can be. Yeah, you know, right about this point too, I was started to think to myself. I was like, um, did any did, do we have any hats in Westeros <laughs> or? I mean, it is like cold as can be, and nobody's got their damn hat on. Like yeah. you lose all the heat through your head for crying out loud. Now I realize some of these guys have a pretty thick head of hair, but I mean, put a hat on. I Didn't know. your mom teach you anything? They'd be they, they'd all be dead, <laughs> or at least a, or at least a, a you know, I don't know something that wouldn't cover up their whole head. Maybe a headband that would cover your maybe some earmuffs. But it's Hollywood, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so everybody's got the... There's going to be all kinds of people in, in these sort of uh, faux fur coats, This hopefully, this winter with yeah. the Game of Thrones style. Or if, at least if I was like Beric or Thoros, I'd be like keeping that sword flaming a little more often <laughs> instead of just like busting it up once in a while. Yeah. But anyway, so we're surrounded by whites. We don't really know what to do. Um kind of thinking back to the strategy that got all the other whites to die. They could go for the white walkers, but then that creates the problem of them not having any dead to bring back with them. So they're not really sure what to do. And then Jon Snow and the Night King get a little stare down here. You want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? But to John's credit, he, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't look like he's crapping his pants like he did at Hard Home. He just kind of. He gives it right back to him this time. Yeah. He's mad. And and so, and, um, and, and, and then uh, this just goes into. I think this whole part was just. It took forever. I mean, we all know that something has to give here. We all know that these guys. I mean, I was like, okay, these guys can't die. I would, I would have, you know, that was like, there's no way they're just going to get closed in. Somebody's coming, you know, somebody's going to have to come to the rescue. But how many of them are going to die? I don't know. Oh, there's the Night King. <laughs> yeah, we're probably like right at the same place. Okay. We're rewatch. I, <laughs> I might be ahead of you by a minute. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Yeah, so I think, if anything, the only thing we're doing is maybe trying to make the timelines that people get all hung up on a little more realistic here because between Gendry running back to East Lodge, sending a raven to Danny at Dragonstone, Danny getting on her dragons and her doing whatever she's going to do, spoiler alert, uh, you know, maybe just kind of buying some time here. So, um <laughs> <clears throat> so I guess Danny receives this kind of uh, SOS message, and uh, Tyrion basically advises her to stick around, don't risk it for these guys. But she says, "Screw that, she's going." And we head back here, and we're just kind of waiting because they're surrounded, but a bunch of the whites had fallen into the broken ice. So they're kind of a little hesitant here to just keep charging in after the guys because they had just fallen into the water. So uh, 
The hound is just killing time here, throwing rocks at the dead and dropping C-bombs left and right, (laughs) (laughs) which just makes me, endears him to me even more. But um, So he finally throws a rock at somebody. The ice doesn't break, and uh, then the whites start to kind of realize that maybe it's safe and the attack is on. The longest attack in history, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, this is like how many, how many hundreds are like, okay, we get it. You have to kill them for 15 minutes. And it like, yeah, so all of these, so all the dead have like attack power, three dexterity, two <laughs> speed. They got a little speed. Their speed's probably like a six. So they they, yeah. they come at yeah. you pretty fast. They don't have much power, but there's a bunch of them, and you just got to keep killing them. It's like Galaga. <laughs> That's a good analogy, actually. <laughs> Here they come. So. And why, you know what? A Baron, Barrick could have just, you know, Barrick's sword, if, if they were going to stay there forever, he probably could have just started melting ice. He could have melted ice. He could have melted ice all around it, except for one little area, and then they could have just fought out that one area. <laughs> Never mind. So they here come the dead. Jerry Garcia, freaking Pigpen, <laughs> Bob Weir, and the whole gang. Phil Lesh, they're all coming in droves. <clears throat> and yeah, them and everyone that's ever played with them and. Bruce Hornsby, Bob Dylan, Rat Dog, (laughs) the dude from Fish. They're all there. They're all there. (laughs) So it looks like all is lost. We're being overrun left and right. They're fighting them off. And left and right and left and right and left. And And an hour later, left and right. Body blow. Down for the count. Yeah, and, and, and still waiting for somebody to die. I, like I didn't want anybody to die. I totally don't want anybody to die here. Like I, I, I'm, I will give you, I'll give you Thoris Amir. Fine, you can take him. You know, just make, just make him be the one, not somebody else. So I thought people were gonna die all over the place here, and Thorman got taken down for the count. He came really close, but Jorah jumps in for the save. <laughs> and then what do we hear oh god that's that's Trogon's music dun, 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 dun. it's Lando Calrissian in the Millennium Falcon I mean it's Danny on Drogon and all three of them all three of them Oh, wait, I got to fast forward 25 minutes until that point because they fight him off for three hours. First. <laughs> <laughs> and they're fighting. And they're fighting. And they're fighting. Okay, hold and on. And they're torching people. And they're torching people. <laughs> yeah. So John has a, John has his moment. You know, he has that moment where they're, he's standing on the, the edge of a broken heart. And that little eye. What now? Wherever they shot this, which I'm assuming they actually shot this somewhere, or parts of it at least, or maybe not. Fuck, I don't know. But they're on an eye. They're literally on in this little island in a in a pond, frozen pond. But it's cool how they just kind of back up and back up, 
till they're on the edge. So at least one of the, the dead can't climb that wall just yet. So they keep going. And they it looks like John just kind of makes his peace with everything. He's like, okay, for the hundredth time, I think I'm gonna this is gonna be it. Then here comes there was actually did you happen to see there was a uh there was an a-team parody on this the other day no i just saw like yesterday or the day before uh it was kind of like it's it it was just to the a-team music like that but uh-huh. it's like these guys leaving to go north of the wall <laughs> so they do kind of the the intro of everybody um having everybody who has the north of the wall they do that as the a team intro that's cool, yeah, so look it up, look it up I will so, anyway, so the highlight here then is the night king pulls out his javelin and meanwhile drills Viserion, who just goes down with one swift blow. Oh, okay. We're calling this Viserion? Um, I thought that was Viserion, was it not? Oh, I don't don't know. I don't know the one from the... I don't know. I don't know how I can tell from one from the other. I believe you. I don't know either way. Um, You know, I could be wrong, but... Let's call it Viserion. Let's call it Viserion. Okay. So, Viserion, we hardly knew ye because it's been about 98% Drogon and then another 1% Rhaegal and 1% Viserion. Um, For whatever reason, I'm pretty sure that's the one. Um, And he goes down, and then the ice just starts to break everywhere. Everybody's overrun. And uh, Danny comes to the rescue to kind of get everybody out on the dragon, but Jon Snow doesn't quite make it, and he's underwater. He gets tackled underwater, which I, I was like, what? Why can't you just get on the dragon and go? I was waiting for him to come. I was waiting for him to to come uh, up with blue eyes. Oh, and the slide, <laughs> the, the uh, Viserion sliding into the frozen pond was awesome, too. That Just that scene. Yeah, and definitely. The, he took out a pretty good chunk of pond there. Yeah. Pond. Uh, sorry, Khaleesi. so everybody kind of almost everybody manages to manages to get on the Drogon, and they also take the dead body with them as well. But meanwhile, Danny's waiting for John, but he's underwater, and she sees the Night King uh, getting ready for his second his second attempt at the joust, and <laughs> decides that it's time to get the f out of there. Yeah. He's, he's he's deadly with the the ice javelin or whatever that is. and I loved how the night king he he kind of he stuck his hand up in the air like he was he was aiming it you know I thought that was pretty, <laughs> like, like very funny how he's steadying himself he's aiming That's in the wind yeah yeah that was just uh that was a straight track and field Konami nineteen eighty five move right yep. there. Let's see, forty-five Nailed degree angle, one. and Drogon rolled. He rolled out of it, almost lost Jorah. <laughs> yeah, 
like, holy shit, we're on the back of a dragon. I know, and I almost fell off. <laughs> and, and, and Danny's always looking like she's riding a Kawasaki. She's down, she's down low, straddling it. Lucky Hair dragon. not moving. Yeah. So they get away. Everybody gets away except John. Which, and then we're like, what? You're just going to leave him there? With the Night King. Amen. So, and, and I guess the Night King just, like, did, did the Night King just blow him off? Like, oh, okay. He didn't even know who he was dealing with, I guess. He just walks away. Down goes snow. Down goes snow. Down goes snow. He's down for the one count. He's down for the two count. He's down for the two and a half count. Oh, he pops out of the pond and reaches for long claw, and his eyes are not blue. I was oh, waiting man, for him to was... slide back into the pond when he got off, but he didn't. He made it out. And now he's wet and cold and immortal. He's got to be immortal. That was damn close to a three count. Yeah. Now we go that. Now the um, the near falls start. <laughs> <laughs> so the Brotherhood makes it out, and they're back at East Watch, and. Uh, Danny's kind of sitting on top of the on top of the wall, maybe hoping that John or something's gonna Well, we, yeah. Well, we skipped a the part there because uh, so John's oh John gets right. out. He's cold as hell. He's walking around. He's instantly dried off. He's got long claw and just the couple stragglers in the back of the dead pack. They were walking away, but then one of them sees him, so they decide to turn around and come back to finish him off. John raises the the long claw like he's going to fight them all. Then what? What's this flaming, windy flame on the incense incense smeller on the end of a chain? It's Uncle Pigeon! (laughs) Out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, is this uh, Palm Sunday here with the... uh... (laughs) The ball of incense? Flaming ball? (laughs) Genuflect, Uh guys. (laughs) <laughs> and after all this so, time, John, you know, John, like, I heard you're out there, but I didn't realize. Are you kidding me? You're still alive. I haven't seen you since that. Get on the horse and go. But wait, we haven't seen each other. So I'd like to kick. Go. <laughs> go already. <laughs> so. So, yeah, uh, Benjamin comes to the rescue, just starts drilling people as many as he can with the flaming ball. Um. And uh, he goes down fighting. Basically, yeah, he goes down fighting, trades his horse, gets John out of there, and he's presumably killed. So, I, I don't know. Benjamin's uh, kind of life or death status is a little, uh, I mean, obviously it would seem like he died, but given the fact that he was kind of undead to begin with, is he now is he part of the Army of the Dead? Is right. he really dead? What what happens to him now? I'm I'm, I'm assuming we won't be seeing any more Benjamin, but I'm assuming not. Just uh, just with his questionable life or death status prior to that, it's a little, a little confusing. What happens to him now? But that's what he's he was there to. That's what he was, neither here nor there. But that's what he was there for. I think he served his purpose. Yep. yep. He he saved Bran when it was time, and he saved John when it was time. I don't know if anybody else is going to be going north of the wall. They've got their one guy. No, no. I think that's it for him. So, 
So he's on his horse and he's heading back to Eastwatch. Meanwhile, the Brotherhood is got their prisoner and they're leaving Eastwatch. Uh, Danny's sitting on top of the wall, maybe hopefully hoping that uh, John will come back or just not really sure what to expect. So she gets ready to leave and the horn blows. And what do you know? Jon Snow's made it back. Mm-hmm. Open the gate. Luckily, Benjamin's horse knew the way to East Watch. It's always good, and Drogon's flying around. It's just and you, the whole time, everything's just shot with this frosty, frosty filter on it, or something, you know. So it's just it just makes you feel cold the entire, the entire show. But it's it's weird to see Danny on top of the wall, you know. She's been there. She looked out. She saw it and. She looked down. It's a great scene. East Watch by the Sea. You get a couple glimpses of it there, which is really cool. I, I, I wonder if they just, they, did they hollow out some of the wall to be, be like the inside of the castle? Because it kind of looks the way, because you know how they have different things poking out of here and there. I mean, they got to be connected somehow, or maybe they're all connected on the outside. I don't know. Yeah. So they make it back. John, John gets to, yeah, I don't know, the master suite on the boat and it's a nice comfy bed. They get him out of his gear. Cut his frozen frozen coat. And at this point, uh, Danny sees him, sees that his chest wounds maybe are a little more literal with the um, taking a knife to the heart statement that she heard and was a little confused by. But now she sees just this huge gash right in his heart and is like, uh, that doesn't look good. So she's a little maybe confused here by his kind of uh, immortality or whatever, but um, maybe there's a little more to meet the eye with this king in the north. Yeah, and now she's interested, and she she's just going to sit down there and have a... She's going to drink it all in for a while <laughs> until John wakes up and John apologizes for the loss of her dragon. And then yeah, and he he's ready to bend the knee, but she's for some reason not too worried about that now. But she's just uh, she's lost one of her children, and she vows to help him kill the Night King. He calls her Danny, and she's a little like, "Holy cow, nobody calls me Danny anymore." <laughs> you son of a bitch! My brother called me Danny. When he was selling me uh, out to slavers or whatever. Yeah. Did you forget my 10 titles? The Breaker of Chains. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> but, uh, she seems a little moved by it for so, whatever reason. So John was bending the knee, but he he wasn't proposing to her. There was no marriage involved there. He did said something about bending the knee. I mean, you bend oh, the knee um, when you want to. Yeah, I didn't take it that way. You could bend the knee when you're proposing to somebody, too. <laughs> <laughs> How about you bend the knee, Danny? <laughs> hey, John, if you bend the knee, I'll bend both knees. Deal? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, a nice gentle moment at the end of this. But we know there's uh we know that they're, okay, so John, and I, I guess John has to go back to Dragonstone. So he goes back, and they have a nice little moment together. And then um, 
we can't forget that there's a really large dead dragon at the bottom of a pond. What are we going to do about that, Kowski? Well, we're apparently uh, the Army of the Dead has some very large chains. Yeah, where did they get those? <laughs> I don't know. Like, who cares? But right. uh, they wrap some chains around Viserion's neck, and they start walking. And they haul him out of the river or lake or whatever. And next thing you know, we close the episode with the super dramatic opening of the blue eyes. Yep. And we, after many, many years of speculation about having an ice dragon, ladies and gentlemen, we have Here our we ice go. dragon. This is the moment. All the dorks have been waiting for. Yep. The dead dragon. And rightfully so. That was huge. Yeah. It, it was... Uh, so now Danny's down to two. Instead of being up 3-0 on the dragon, she's up 2-1. to one. So what do you think? Like, what's the ice dragon breed? I mean, he, is he still breathing fire? Or is it just blue? Blue fire? I can't wait to see. Maybe it would be well, fire and ice. I, I, I'm well. My first impression would be that it it did an ice ray like I like Iceman did. Yeah, he just shooting ice. Time. It does just as much damage as flames. And then I'm thinking that the Viserion might be, you know, maybe that was the jealous younger sister or brother, the jealous younger brother who was like, Drogon, Drogon, Drogon. I, I not, you know, that'd have been funny if they would have foreshadowed it with something like that, with Viserion being the jealous one and trying to do too much to prove prove himself to to Danny, and they drag it. That is some great. That is some great graphics right there. Like that looks real, you know. That when they're yeah. dragging that that dragon out of the pond, that looks freaking a hundred percent real. Dragging the dragon. Dragging the dragon. Put that in Urban Dictionary. Uh, dragging the dragon. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that is a really long chain too. And as soon as you saw him coming out, you knew you knew that the Night King was going to give him the treatment. It's like, oh yes, I've wanted one of these for a while, and I knew they were coming. And then they, they really give you the wait for it. This is like a wait for it 10 count. Wait for it. Wait for <laughs> it. Wait for it. Wait for it. I mean, they drug they did, everything. Everything in this episode was drug out. Boom. Here's yeah. the blue eye. It was, a, it was an hour 15. Mm -hmm. Maybe didn't need to be, but. Yeah. I'll take I'll take every extra minute you want to give me. Totally. You, but you know what? Last um, last episode should have been the hour and 20 minute one this should have been the 55 minute one yeah. like last week needed more time i don't want to be critical but there was the parts of the, the, the that that fight scene was just way too freaking long for me i i mean i understood it's like we okay we don't have to we don't have to keep going guys we know we know you're screwed we know you're screwed and you're gonna kill a bunch of them okay 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 where's the dragon already <laughs> It's almost it's it's all I, I don't know. It seems like it's not that they're it's not coming off the rails by any means, but it just seems like we're having to wrap things up. They're sticking things in and wrapping them up, which I, I don't mind a, a, a faster pace at all. It was like, but ugh, I don't know. I well, now what? 
I mean, I guess they, they showed some scenes from night. Did next week leak too, or just this week's? Um, I don't know. I, I haven't heard that. I didn't look that far ahead, but um, it looks like maybe next week uh, there's a little Cersei interaction. Cersei wasn't even in this episode, was she? she no. So are they gonna are they gonna be showing off the, the dead body here next week and trying to kind of unite people against the army of the dead, or at least uh, you know put the put that on put the Game of Thrones on the back burner until we kill the rest of these guys. It's going to be interesting. And it's funny because, well, I, we got, what, six episodes? We only got one more hour, and then we got six more episodes in a year. Jeez, oh, Louise. Is, is it only six six episodes next year? Oh, I don't, I, I, I've thought that? that for a while. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true or not. It's close. If it's oh. not six, it's seven. Okay. But not enough is right. the correct answer. Yeah. And it's funny how you can just, this is totally like the building climax. Of, you know, if this was, if the all of Game of Thrones was one movie, this would be, the we're building the five minute, this whole season's just like five minutes of building to the climax almost, and if it were a movie. But we could, yeah. you know, luckily we get to drag it out and hear a bunch of stuff. And I, I mean, I love every freaking second of it. Uh, so I can't wait to see what the heck's going on with the ice dragon. That's going to be insane. I and you know what about Euron Greyjoy? We haven't seen him in a while. He's got to be up to no good somewhere. And where where are the where are the um where's the Dothraki? And where are the the what are the eunuchs called? Uh, Grey Worm and those guys. The unsullied. The unsullied. Yeah. Where are they at? Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of things to wrap up here. We're uh, eighty-four per, or eighty-six percent through uh, <laughs> eighty-six through this season. All right, only one left. So, you know, it feels like we just started this season. Totally. And now it seems like we're already ready to end it. So I'm not happy about that. But uh, you know, we got another uh, six days and uh, about twenty. Two hours left before we can uh, get a new one. Nice, and, and what a long wait it will be! And it'll be our last wait for the, before the another long wait. But hey, enjoyed it while we could, and hopefully, I'm sure they won't let us down. One more hour to go of the Game of Thrones season seven, and it's been a joy to have you along for it, Kowski. Your your voice held up. I'm glad that you joined us. It was awesome once again, and I hope you continue to feel better. Maybe some uh, gargle with some salt water if you. Uh... you no, know, you know what? You know what would probably help is uh, help a, a little uh, county fair food might might be the uh, cure for what ails me. That's you got uh, any tips coming up? Uh, matter of fact, I do. I I went and took a oh. took a gander today and came back with about three dozen donuts and some melted cheese and burgers and oh my all right well i look forward to hearing more and more importantly i look forward to tasting more yes indeed all right kowski hopefully we will see you next week thanks a lot nostrovia nostrovia buddy see you johnny